0: Christians for 30, 40 years, but they're still in their diapers, spiritually speaking. And the reason why is because there's not enough intake of the Word of God and not enough um, humility to learn. I want to show you Isaiah forty-one fifteen.
1: Behold, I will make you into a new threshing sledge with sharp teeth You shall thresh the mountains and beat them small, and make the hills like chaff.
0: That's what God wants for you. He'll make a sharp object, and you'll you'll beat the mountains. Uh, God wants to create in you a strength. And that strength can only be produced when you go through testing of your faith. Without testing of your faith, you'll not be strong. But when when I'm strong in the Lord... I am proving my faith, and I'm going to the next level in Christ. Come on, somebody. I'm going to make you into a sharp object, and you will break mountains. How many are ready to break mountains? You overcome challenges. David in the Bible, how many remember uh, King David? He was a man after God's heart. The Bible says that he started out as a shepherd boy. Say shepherd. But the Bible says that he went through trials as a shepherd boy. He's, he's laid the, the, the lion and the bear. And the Bible says that one time, at one moment, he had a giant in front of him called Goliath. But he said, the God who was with me with the lion and the bear will be with me in the giant. You know what problems do for you? When you overcome one, you know that the next one can also be overcome. You will look back at testimonies and see, I'm going to draw strength from the times I've overcame. And the same God who was with me yesterday is the same God who is with me today. Because I am born of God. I want to tell you something. He who is born of God overcomes the world. Amen. I want you to go to First John. Chapter 5 and verse 4. The first attitude I want you to develop when you're going through a task is to understand that you are born of God. Say, born of God. And you have inside of you everything it takes to overcome the challenge. Say, I have inside of me everything that it takes to overcome. It's already inside of you. It's not going to be. It's already there by the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to prove that to you in the Bible. When you're going through... How many are going through a test right now? It may be physical, spiritual, emotional, uh, mental. I want you to have this in mind. I have everything that it takes to overcome the challenge I'm facing. When you have that in mind, the devil's going to go crazy because... he wants you to believe that whatever you're facing is coming to defeat you. But I'm telling you in Jesus' name, what you're facing is not coming to defeat you. What you're facing is coming to make you stronger. Because you're coming out on the other side, and you're coming out stronger than ever before, more powerful than ever before, because of the power of God inside of you already. Come on. Whatever test, whatever trial... You are going through right now. there's nothing stronger than the power that is already on the inside of you by the Holy Ghost. Let's read that uh, scripture in first John chapter five, verse four.
1: For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith.
0: So whatever is born of God or whoever is born of God maybe will overcome no. Overcome. Say overcomes. Present tense. I overcome the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. Even our? How do I overcome? Come on somebody. How do I overcome the problems? Through what? Yes. But in this scripture particularly it's talking about faith. I have to develop my faith. I have to sharpen my faith. I have to sit under and listen the word of faith. For, for faith comes by and hearing by. How will you sharpen your faith if you don't hear the word? How will you sharpen your faith if you don't hear the word of preached and taught and, and the word of faith is coming to your heart? How will you sharpen your faith? Because the Bible says that whoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory. Say victory even our faith so that means that in order for me to overcome i have to be uh, resilient i have to be persistent and i have to be diligent in developing my faith but how do i develop my faith i develop my i develop my faith by hearing the word of god the more you hear that's why i don't i don't i don't like to listen to preaching that exalts unbelief or preaching that exhausts problems. You know, this problem is just like, oh, you know, or the devil. Oh, the devil is saying this, and the devil is saying that, and the devil is doing that. I don't care what the devil is saying, I don't care what the devil is doing. I care about what the Spirit of God is saying, what the Spirit of God is doing. Because at the end of the day, I don't live by the word of the devil. I live by the word of God. And the Bible says that he who overcomes the world, he who is born of God, overcomes the world. How many are born of God here? Raise your hand. How many have made Jesus the Lord of your life? Raise your hand. Jesus, Jesus' power and His Spirit is inside of you to make you more than a conqueror. So number one, have an attitude of victory when you fight the problem. Don't be like, oh, I don't know how I'm gonna pay my bills. I don't know how I'm gonna, how, how I'm gonna live. I don't know what I'm gonna do. No. Have an attitude like, I'm going through a challenge right now. But greater is he who is in me than he that is in the world. I'm going through a challenge. But my Bible says the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I'm going through a challenge. Amen. But I, he said I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Have an attitude of victory. Say attitude of victory. The problem why many believers live defeated lives is because they have an attitude of defeat from the beginning. They face life with a a, a a victim mentality. What is a victim mentality? Oh, it's everything goes against me all the time. I don't know why. I live like that. You no know, poor little me. And and you'll never overcome when you have a mindset like that. Never. Oh, little me. Oh my goodness. How many know people like that? They call you to cry. I mean, I'm 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 not against asking for prayer, but people sometimes love to be attention to have the attention and 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 subconsciously that's not like conscious so they're like crying out for attention and like oh please no look at me i'm 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 poor i'm such a beggar i'm such this and I'm, and i'm and i'm and i'm going down and i'm change your attitude touch your neighbor and say change your attitude number 1 have the mindset of a conqueror have the mindset of someone that is washed by the blood of Jesus. Have the mindset of someone who is saved. Saved people are not to be pitied for. No. The world is to be pitied for. Because they, they are lost. But we're not lost. We're not people without hope. We're people of hope. We're not people who are lost. We're people who have been found by Jesus. We're not guilty. We have been made righteous through Jesus Christ. So don't look at yourself with a a thought of a victim. But look at yourself with the thought of a conqueror. Say, I'm going to overcome in Jesus' name. Today is the day that the Lord has made. I shall rejoice and be glad in it. I'm look at the giant, but greater is the Lord inside of me than he than that giant. That's why David fought Goliath because he knew he was not fighting Goliath in his own strength, but he was following, fighting Goliath in the name of the Lord. He said, "You come to me with swords and spears and 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 your your armor, but I come to you in the name of the Lord." Number one, change your mindset. Say, change your mindset. Number two, have an attitude of praise. Your praise should not be dependent upon the circumstances because you don't praise God only for what He does. You praise God for who He is. Go to Acts chapter sixteen. Then I'm gonna, I'm gonna have you to go to Psalms. I'm gonna show you something. So number one, change what your mindset. When you're going through a challenge, the temptation is. To look at the challenge and the problem and see them big. Hallelujah. I want to go to Acts 16 verse 25. But before we read, I want to show you something. Change your attitude is is about your perception have you ever been on a plane how many know that when you're uh, parked before you go everything looks so big because you're there when you go up the higher you go smaller things become you know why your problems look so big right now because you're low in the spirit you're so in the flesh that you look at the giants like me they are huge but the moment that you go high in the spirit, and you go higher and higher and higher with God, and you're like soaring with the spirit, you look at the giant like, oh, I'm, looking, I'm looking at you from a, a different position. They are the same size, but what changes your perception. Come on, do, do you hear what I'm saying? Your perception will determine the attitude you have. The reason why it's so hard right now is because you live in the flesh. When you live in the flesh, you can't make it. But when you go high in the spirit, you look down, it's like, oh, look at this. Look at this problem. So small. This The big buildings become small when you're higher in the plane. You look at them, they're so small. That's how our problems are. Change your mindset by changing your perception. Come on. Number two, have an attitude of praise in the midst of challenges. Don't wait for everything to be perfect so you can praise God. Don't wait for perfect scenarios so you can worship, so you can give. You know, I hear people say this. Oh, pastor, when I'm a millionaire, I'm going to bless the church. No, you'll never bless the church if you don't start right now. I've heard people say that. When I got a million dollars, I'll be a blessing and I'll tithe and I'll give everything because then I'll have plenty. No, if you don't give with the few... He'll not Number one, he'll not entrust with much, and even if you have much, you'll not give because you don't start right now. You start where you are. If you're not faithful with the little that you have, you'll not be faithful when you have much. So, uh, let's read that
1: scripture. Acts 16, verse 25. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Go ahead. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's chains were loosed. And the keeper of the prison awake from sleep, and seeing the prison doors open, supposing the prisoners had fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul called with a loud voice, saying, Do yourself no harm. We are all here. Then he called for a light, ran in, and fell down, trembling before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? So they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved, you and your household.
0: So look at this scenario. Paul and Silas were preaching the gospel. They were doing something good. They got arrested, and they got beat up. How many think it's a challenge? They're not doing something wrong. They're obeying God. So some of your trials don't happen because you did something wrong. I mean, you gotta differentiate. Some of you are in trouble because you've done something wrong and you're reaping the consequence of your actions. But in their case, so it was not, they didn't do anything bad. They were preaching the gospel. So some troubles don't come because you did anything wrong. Actually, they come because you did something right. <laughs> because when you bother the devil, he'll try to get, he'll try to get you. The very reason there's an attack in your life is because the devil cares about what you're doing. He's bothered by you. So he came arrested Paul, arrested Salas with the hopes that they would give up, but they didn't give up because they had a mindset of an overcomer. When you have the mindset of an overcomer, you don't quit. You don't give up. You go to the very end. Come on somebody. You don't quit. Don't quit! You no, know, somebody asked a man of God, how, how do you, why do you have so many years of ministry? How do you overcome? He said, never quit. Never quit. If you don't throw in the towel, the devil will throw in the towel. It's, it, 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 it it's a game of resistance. The Bible says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Never quit. Tell your touch neighbor, say, never quit. Oh, my pastor is so hard. Never quit. Pastor, you don't know. Yes, I know. Pastor, you don't know what it is to go through trials. Yes, I do. And I'm here. I'm standing. I'm moving forward. Not backwards. Hallelujah. I'm not a crab to go backwards. (laughs) You move forward. You move forward. Forward is the blessing. Have the mindset. Paul and Silas had the mindset of a conqueror. What did they do? They could have looked at each other and said, Oh, look at us. We're so victimized. We were arrested. They beat us up. I'm so downcast. And Silas, could have like, Paul, why did we come here? Why did we even preach the gospel? We should have been home watching Netflix. Or or Paul, why are we going through this? I mean, isn't God fair? We're preaching his word and look at what happened. Instead, they changed their words and they said, you know what? We might as well just praise in the situation that we're in. We might as well just worship God in the midst of challenge because let me tell you something. In heaven, you'll never have the opportunity to, to worship in the midst of trials because there'll be no trials in heaven. You, let me tell you something deep. You'll never have the opportunity to worship God in pain in heaven. Because there'll be no pain, no sorrow. So, you might as well just Go through your situation. You know what? I'm going to do something. Instead of murmuring. Instead of complaining. Instead of saying, oh, look at me. And I'm going to worship God. I'm going to praise Him. Not because of what I'm going through. But I'm going to praise Him for who He is. He is good and His mercy endures forever. So because of that, I'm going to worship Him in my situation. I'm not going to wait for the breakthrough. I'm worshiping before my breakthrough. I'm not praising him because I got the breakthrough. I'm praising him before any breakthrough comes. Because he's worthy. He deserves my praise. So they began to praise God and lift up his name. I don't know what song they were singing. If It was like they were singing, you know... um, and go to the right and go to the i don't know (laughs) deep cries out i don't know i don't know if they're singing hallelujah 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 Hallelujah! I don't know what song they were singing, but they were singing something, because the Bible says they began to sing a song. And I don't even know if Paul and Silas were in tune. I don't know if they sang really good. I don't know if they, I don't know if they had vocal, uh, you know, lessons. I don't know what kind of lessons they had. I don't know what kind of voice they had. But one thing I know, they had an attitude of praise. Change your mindset and change your attitude. Change your mindset. That, that means that from the very beginning, I'm thinking like a conqueror. I'm thinking like an overcomer. Because as the Bible says, in all these things, you're more than conqueror through Christ Jesus. So I got to see myself as someone who is a conqueror, an overcomer. And then number two, I got to change my attitude. Change my mindset. Say, mindset. Change my attitude. Attitude of praise And the Bible says they begin to sing and worship God. And what happened? The Bible says that an earthquake came. Suddenly, say suddenly, an earthquake came and broke the chains of Paul. Broke the chains of all the prisoners. And the Bible says they they were all listening. People are watching what you're doing when you're going through a trial. Unbelievers are watching how you respond to crisis. They're like, let's see if they have faith. Let's see if they truly believe. Because, you know, it's easy to believe when everything is going good. It's easy to praise God when when everything is going wonderful. I mean, you, you praise Him, and you should. But when there's a challenge, people have the tendency to forget about God. Who is the only source that can help them overcome the challenge. I've seen over and over again, people say, you know, Pastor, I'm not coming to church because I'm going through a trial. And I tell them, that's when you should come to church the most. Pastor, I'm not coming to to the service because, you know, I'm going through a hard problem, and it's a tough situation. I'm like, that's when you should come to church, hear the word, be strengthened, receive prayer, rejoice, praise Him, because that's how you overcome. Don't wait for perfect conditions to praise God. Praise Him where you are. So they were worshiping the Bible. says there was an earthquake and there was deliverance. Say deliverance. Freedom. Praise will set you free. Praise will remove heaviness from you. How many have have had heaviness come attack you and you're like, what do I do? And I feel so weird. You know what? Just turn on some worship music and begin to worship God and praise Him in the midst of that. And you're going to see that going to die, die down and leave. Because the devil can't, can't handle praise. He hates praise. That's why he hates worship. Change your, your mindset. Change your attitude. Number three, fill yourself with the Word of God. Every single day. Jesus said, men shall not live on bread alone, but on every that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. If you don't listen to the word, if you don't get yourself plugged into the word of God, you're not going to make it. Because this world is a hard place to be in. And without the word of God, you'll be swayed from every, every different direction. You must be planted in the house of God. You must be planted in the word of God. The word of God must be rooted in your heart. When Satan came to tempt Jesus, what did come out of his mouth? Come on, the word. How did he overcome Satan? What did he do? It is written, he gave him the word. The devil hates the word of God. The devil hates preachers that preach the Word of God. The devil hates the Bible. That's why he tried to destroy this book for years and years. And he, thousands of years he's been trying to destroy. He's been trying to pervert. He's been trying to put this book under. But this is the most, this is the best seller of all the books in the world. Uh, come on somebody. This book has never been destroyed. This book has never been able to go under. I mean, it's communist China tried to shut down this book. But there are millions of believers in underground church in China. Come on somebody. This book tried to be, I mean the devil tried to destroy this book in the Soviet Union but the Soviet Union came down and this book is still standing. Come on somebody. Governments have been against this book. Scientists have been against this book but this book is still standing because it is the word of the living God. And it is this word, it is this Bible that will sustain you in times of trouble. When believers are strong in the word, they will have a Bible verse for every situation. Go to Psalms 34. One of my last scriptures. I'm giving you some keys to overcome the challenges you're facing. Number one, change your mindset. Number two, change your attitude. Number three, Psalms 34,
1: verse 18 and 19. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and saves such as have a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all.
0: Oh, look at this. Oh Pastor, I'm going through many many troubles, many challenges. Does it surprise you? Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord will hand them over to these troubles. No. But the Lord will deliver of you, some of them. Got good news for you. Great news. When you walk with God, you'll overcome and be delivered from all trouble. Come on. Is that good news or not? Yes or no? Come on. Oh, a pastor, there's an attack. There's a demon. I don't care. Oh, pastor, there's this problem in my family. It runs in my family. But listen to me right now. Once I gave my life to Jesus, I became part of the family of God. Now in my blood runs the blood of Jesus. Come on, somebody. I am part of the family of God. In his family there's blessing. In his family there's victory. In his family there's healing. In his family there's deliverance. I am part of the family of God. Say I am part of the family of God. It's a family say of blessings. Say I am blessed. Say like human. I am blessed. Say again. I am Blessed. Come on, somebody. Woo! Are there generational curses? Sure, there are. But they have no hold in you. What oh, Pastor? You know, my grandfather, greater is he who is in me than he that is in the world. <sighs> Listen to me right now. There's no curse that can remain if you believe and claim what Jesus has done for you on the cross of Calvary. There's no curse that's more powerful than the blood of Jesus Christ. No demon is stronger than the blood and the name of Jesus. The Bible says, come on, let's read that again. Uh, Psalms 34, verse 18. I'm almost done, I promise you. But I want to teach you something.
1: The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and save such as uh, have a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Say all troubles. I
0: want you to say because when you're, when you're saying you're declaring that over yourself. Say all troubles are under my feet in the name of Jesus. Oh, pastor, but I, I, I think I can't say that. I mean, you can. If, if God says it, then you can say it. Everything the Bible tells me I can have, I can speak and declare. Because the Bible says it, and his, the Bible says His Word is forever settled in heaven. That means if it is settled in heaven, it should be settled in my life. The Bible says that many are the afflicts of the righteous, but the Lord delivers Him out of them all! So all troubles, all challenges are already overcome by the power of God that is already resident and inside of your spirit. I know that some people don't like this message because, you know, so so, so what am I to do? Well, so What I'm telling you is I'm giving you some keys because inside of you, there's already enough power to overcome every challenge, every government. There's nothing. Listen to me right now. It does not matter what kind of government is in the White House if Jesus is in the throne of your life. Now, I'm not saying that it is not important who goes to the White House. All I'm saying is most importantly is he who runs your life. He who is in the throne of your heart. It's more important. Because like I said, communist China tried to shut down the gospel. Cuba try to shut down the go- Soviet Union every communist nation has to shut, has tried to shut down the gospel because it has to do with ideology and that's for another message but it has to do with, with ideas and and things that are are are, are passed on, trying to shut down the gospel, but let me tell you, nothing will stop the gospel, nothing will stop Jesus, nothing will stop you as long as Jesus is in you, no demon can stand before you, no demon listen to me right now, whatever you through. No demon is more powerful than the God inside of you. No demonic force. Oh, but Pastor is demon so and so, I don't care. Oh, Pastor is a demon from, from South America. It's a demon from, from India. I don't care. There's no name greater than the name of Jesus. The Bible says there's no greater name. So number one, change your mindset. Change your attitude. Receive the word of faith. Be fed of the word every single day. Have an attitude of praise. Number four. Let, 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 let me give you the, the last one before we pray for people today. How many are getting something out of this. I mean, I hope you are. Number four. Ask for help when you need it. I've seen many people suffer in church quietly. They don't ask for help. They don't ask for prayer. It's all because of pride. Well, I'm self sufficient. I don't need to ask anybody to pray for me. That's not what the Bible says. Go to James chapter 5. James 5, verse 16. I want to prove to you that it's not a biblical approach. Because the Bible has places in it where it says, ask people to pray for you. Because sometimes if the battle is too strong, it's like, man, I'm not able to apply that in myself. I'm going to ask someone to to help me out and, and help me overcome the battle. That's why we're the body of Christ.
1: Go ahead. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much.
0: Confess your trespasses, confess your faults one to another. That doesn't mean I go telling everything to everybody. Amen. You don't trust your life with everybody. Come on, somebody. Yes or no? Yeah. You don't. You don't meet someone at the grocery store, and you go like, Hey, you want to take care of my house for one week? You know, I'm going out of the country. Will you just like take? Would you do that? You know why you you don't know that person, right? But the Bible says, confess your faults one to another. That means like in the the body of Christ, we got to have people that we can count on in times of need. Because two are stronger than one. The Bible says that whatever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven. So sometimes you may need extra help to pray for you. And then if you're going through a trouble and, and you're like, man, I need prayer. Come on Thursday, pray, pray, pray together. Uh, ask for help. And what the, Bi- the Bible says? Confessor, pray for one another. Pray for one another. That means I'm going to pray for some people that are going through trouble. And because of my prayers, they shall go free. That you may be healed. And the prayer of a righteous man availeth. That means that my prayer is not just going th- Breath towards the wind. My prayer is having an effect. That's why I went through my notes yesterday. Of the fast and prayer in January. And I look at the list. And I'm like. We are seeing that come to pass. It's not fully done. But it, 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 it has moved something. You know. In there it says. Let's pray as a church for a new building. Here we are. Let's pray for the children's ministry. It's happened. Let's pray. And I saw several lists of things that we prayed for and that we're seeing fulfilled. That means our prayers are not a waste of time. Say prayer is not a waste of time. When I pray, things shift in the spiritual realm. Come on. Sometimes you need to get off of your pride and say, I need help. Help me out sometimes you need to just come to church say hey can you just pray for me I I, I know that inside of me there's more powerful but for some reason I'm not experiencing breakthrough right now can you stand with me and agree with me yes we do let's pray together and let's see that take place sometimes you need a prayer partner you need to call somebody stand with somebody and and, and be that person for somebody I know that God will make you stronger that you're coming out of this challenge be stronger so that you will be the person of help next time you'll not be the one calling for prayer you'll be the one praying Come on, somebody. You'll not be the one that you're calling for prayer. You're the one saying, Hey, I come to me. I can pray for you. Come on. God will develop you on the inside. Stand to your feet right now in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody. So, number one. What is that? Rising above the challenge. How do I rise above the challenge? Number one. Change your mindset. Have an attitude of victory. You don't look at the trouble. Listen to me right now. You don't look at the trouble as something that will swallow you alive. You look at the trouble as an opportunity for God to show Himself strong. I'm not looking at my troubles as like they're going to eat me alive. I'm looking at them like I'm going to eat them up and I'm going to destroy them in Jesus' name. Every trouble, every challenge, every circumstance. I'm looking at them in the face today in the name of Jesus and say, I will overcome. I have overcome because the power inside of me. Number two, help me out. Number two. Attitude of praise. When you go through a challenge, change the attitude that you have. Don't be complaining all the time. Complaining every single day. You wake up complaining, complaining, complaining every single day. Oh my goodness! Here comes another day. Another week. Blah blah blah. blah. You'll never overcome with an attitude like that. Never. You might as well just be content where you are because you'll never overcome. With an attitude of unbelief and and complaining. Why do you think the people of Israel did not come into the promised land? Most of them. Why? Murmuring and complaining. Listen. God does not like that. God got very upset. Because he was doing miracle after miracle. Miracle, 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 miracle. And all that people are doing is like. Oh, you know. We could have been in Egypt eating the spices of the land. And I was like, really? Is that how you respond? Some people receive so many miracles in their lives. And and the way they respond to God is like terrible. They don't appreciate God. They're not thankful to God. Instead, they complain all the time. God hates complaining and grumbling. He loves faith. Number three, what was it? Fill yourself with the Word of God daily. There's no other way that you overcome the challenges that face you unless you're filled with the Word of God. There's no other remedy. The way you overcome challenge is through the Word of God every single day. Number four. Ask help when you need it. Maybe you stand here today and say, Pastor Hermes, you know, I heard the message sounds good, but I'm not, I'm not there yet. Guess what? You can be there because it's available to you. Everything that is available to me, I can, I can have. The Bible says I can do all things through Christ. I can do some things, no, I can do all things. All things. The power of the Lord is available inside of me, inside of you already. It's already there. But you know what must, it must happen? It must, it must be stirred up. It must be stirred up. I want to pray for those who are watching online and dismiss the broadcast. Then I'm going to pray for for the church and pray for everybody because I believe, listen to me right now, I believe we're living a season of challenges. Yes. Challenges in the economy, challenges in 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 the countries, wars and rumors of wars. But for the church of Jesus Christ, there are bright days ahead. We're not looking at into these like we're 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 being devoured by the problems. Jesus said, "When you see all these things happen, lift up your heads." He didn't say, you know, go under the bed and hide because, you know, I'm coming. You know, hide yourself before the rapture. He didn't say that. He said, when you see all these things take place, lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. I believe the best days of the church are now. Now is the time to preach the gospel. Now is the time to see people saved. Now is the time to see people delivered. Now is the time for miracles. Now is the time! Now is the hour for revival in the church. The moments of greatest crisis in history were the moments of greatest revival in the history of the church. Just research that the greatest the crisis that happened in countries, the greatest the revival was because the church walks in the different position of the world. The world is going desperate, the church is rising in faith. I want to pray for those who are watching online in Jesus' name. I want to pray in Jesus' mighty name for those who are watching online. And I will dismiss them. I want to pray for you. I feel the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit. Father, just help me pray for those who are watching online. Because some people watch the replay of this as well. And then uh, people from different nations watch this. Father... We pray in the name of Jesus that this word was a seed planted in their hearts. And today, Father, we prophesy over that one watching that they shall overcome every trouble. Not just some troubles, but they shall overcome every circumstance, every financial problem, Father, every spiritual condition, every a physical problem, every issue. In the name of Jesus Christ, we prophesy strength power, healing, deliverance, and freedom to those who are watching. In Jesus' name, I command you to be free. I command your mind to be free. I release the power of God into you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Right now, heal the sick, deliver the oppressed. Bless them in Jesus' mighty name. Now in Jesus' name. We dismiss you in Jesus' name. We bless you if you're watching from anywhere, the replay, the live broadcast. Let us know how we can pray for you, share your testimony. We'd love to hear from you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Let's dismiss the broadcast. Amen.